Okay, so we're going to continue with the halachas in a moment, but I wanted to share one of the things that she has on the bottom over here, a machshava, about this idea about mechus ha'amana, about somebody who does not keep his word in terms of an oral commitment which he made, that it's considered to be something which is very severe, that ein ruach hacham menu, that chazal are not happy with a person who behaves in that way, and that uh, given certain parameters, so you're allowed to even call that person a rasha. So he quotes over here the shach al ha Shachal Torah says, one of the psukim which, uh, which Chazal quote about uh, the necessity for a person to keep his word is, Zel lo yachel dvaro, that a person should not go ahead and profane his words, lo yased diburo chulin, that you shouldn't make your words chulin. And normally what we uh, understand that to mean conventionally is just that if you said something, so you should, uh, you should treat it as sacred. It's, uh, you know, my word is, uh, you know, my honor or something like that. And you should make sure to, uh, to, keep, it, uh, to, to keep to it. But here, the Shach HaLatorah says, takes it almost literally. He says, Ki Yisrael Kodesh, because Jews are holy people. Shenemar, and he quotes the Pasuk in Yirmiya, Kodesh Yisrael Hashem, that Kla Yisrael, every member of Kla Yisrael is sanctified to God. And therefore, by definition, anything which comes out of one's mouth is also, it's a holy expression. And we know that from all of the Kachim Sugyas that we've had throughout Shas, that when you have something which is sacred, something which is sanctified, so you're not allowed to diminish its, uh, that Kedush, you're not allowed to uh, profane it, make it into something which is mundane. Because somebody who takes something which is sacred and makes it mundane, so this is something which is a, a terrible Avera, and therefore one should treat the words and the commitments that, one, that comes out of one's mouth as something which is Kodesh, and therefore you don't want to go ahead and profane it by, uh, by not keeping to it. Okay. Now, the halacha is, poskim. so there's a fundamental disagreement about this idea of keeping your word, of when there is a change of circumstance, which was not present at the time that you made the commitment, for example, you agreed to buy something at a particular price, and then all of a sudden that object uh, you know, skyrockets. All of a sudden there's a something uh, in the, the supply line, and it's difficult to go ahead and get that object anymore. And now you as a merchant say, I know I agreed to sell this to you for $100, but now I have people who are willing to buy this for $500. So does one have to keep their word when they initially agreed to sell it for $100? So Ichayv Lamo Bidibro says, whether or not one has to keep his word even when there was a change of circumstance, a dramatic change of circumstance. Venira, and it appears, that the approach of the Achronim is to be lenient as far as this, that I only, made the condi- I only made my commitment given the conditions which were present at that time. Had I known that it would have, uh, the conditions were going to change, I never would have uh, made that uh, commitment, and nobody expects me to follow through when such a dramatic change has taken place. But on the Lamaisa level, so every circumstance has to be evaluated based on the conditions and what is going on over there, whether it is appropriate, it's not appropriate. Okay. Then we say, and we're going to have two halachas now related to the same principle. But he says, that which we talk about at this stage, that a person who doesn't keep his word is all that means is that the person is a bad boy for not keeping his word. 
But that's the extent of it. But if a person says, I don't care if I'm a bad boy, I'm backing out anyways, I'm not keeping my word. So there's no way to go ahead and force him to keep his word because they didn't make a Kenyan. Kenyan, But in the event that a Kenyan is made, which formalizes the agreement, then then they're not allowed, then it's actually enforceable in Basin, and Basin could make a person honor the commitment which he, which he made, and the person loses the option to, uh, to back out. And what does that mean to make a Kenyan? So he says, Like we said, if they didn't make a Kenyan, so either party, if they back out, they, uh, it, will, uh, it will renege on the deal. It doesn't make a difference whether it's the employee backing out or it's the employer backing out. But once the two parties went ahead and formalized this employment agreement with a Kenyan, Kenyan meaning Kenyan suitor, either they did a lifting of the kerchief or lifting of the pen, like you do when you sell the, your, uh, your, or you authorize the rabbi to sell your chametz, Ksivas Chose, the writing and the signing of a contract, or if you go ahead and you give the, the employee some money up front in order to solidify the agreement, any one of those things, or in the event that the employee begins to work, begins to do the job, even without any of those other things, which is also considered to be a Kenyan as far as these matters are concerned. So the bottom line is, once it's no longer an oral agreement, but once some sort of Kenyan was made, uh, locking them into the employment agreement, then so then the employer is not going to be able to back out anymore. We'll see Sunday, Mirza Hashem, what's going to be uh, the allowance for an employee to back out. But the employer, once the job has started, the employer is not going to be able to uh, to back out, and he can be forced to go ahead and to uh, to honor his commitment. Kadosh